This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Friday, May the 6th. And today we are taking a way too early look at free agents to be in the NBA. We're going to consider their fantasy outlook with a change of destination, as well as their fantasy outlook if they stay right where they are. Are they perhaps in the optimal situation right now? And what would a new city look like for these players? To do this, we're going to be joined by Jared Johnson in a minute. Right now, I'm joined by Dr. A, Steve Alexander. Steve, for starters... What did uh, what did you do with yourself with no basketball on Thursday? Ugh. it was it was a dream. <laughs> yeah, you. I, I, I finished Ozark. Yeah. No, no oh, spoilers. Uh, sh- I got you. I got you. I finished Ozark. May have played some Golden Tea. May have. May have hosted solid a, a solid may have there. May have hosted a trivia game. Okay. And that's. That's really about it, man. That sounds was, like a classic Thursday in Dr. A's world right there. Pretty much every every Thursday. The only thing that didn't happen, uh, uh, I did not write a daily dose because there were no games to daily dose about. So, man, I actually went to bed at a reasonable hour last evening for once. What time? What is a reasonable hour for you? Like you two, two. That's not reasonable. Two's that reasonable. Is, Five. When I write a daily dose and go to bed at five o'clock in the morning, or if I just stay no. up and take my kid to school and then go to bed at eight o'clock in the morning, that is that is not reasonable. Steve, if I stay up until two a.m., something has gone horribly wrong <laughs> at this stage of my life. <laughs> something has gone wrong. If I go to um, bed before two a.m., something is yeah. horribly wrong here. Like something yeah. really bad has happened. That would have been true for me in my in my twenties, but all right. Let's start with some news off the top here before we get into the agenda at hand, which is we're going to run through some of the big name free agents in the NBA, some a bunch of fantasy relevant players who might be changing teams and we'll kind of forecast the outlook for them without knowing where they're going to go and see what we come up with. But let's start with a update on Joel Embiid, Steve. I'm going to read from our NBC Sports Edge blurb that was posted about 30 minutes before right now, 1138 a.m., Joel Embiid has cleared concussion protocols and went through shoot-around on Friday, but there are conflicting reports about his availability for Game 3. Then this is the analysis. Yahoo's Chris Haynes reported that Embiid, quote, remains out tonight in Game 3 against the Miami Heat. Minutes later, Shams Charani reported that Embiid, quote, is doing everything possible to be available to play in Game 3. We have him listed as doubtful, and that still seems like the appropriate tag as this is headed toward a game-time decision. Steve, he's playing, right? We're in agreement here. We were talking beforehand. I don't agree that doubtful is the appropriate tag. Maybe, maybe just in a CYA type of way. Um, maybe we have to call him doubtful. But I mean, in my book, if I if I'm betting right now, I'm betting a lot of money that Joel Embiid is going to play in this game. Yeah, and I think we're trending toward our second player is listed as out, but ends up playing of these NBA playoffs because this happened with Devin Booker as well where he was listed as out. 
And I mean, Steve, yeah. So I think as of noon, we both are expecting Embiid to play. I'm certainly going to roll with him in DFS. I've enjoyed the Paul Reed experience immensely, but it seems like our time together may be coming to an end, Paul. Well, the crazy thing about this is it's not like we're talking about a Paul Reed or a Frank Nilakina. Like, Joel Embiid is like, he's everything in the series. Like, if he was playing in the series, I would actually enjoy watching it. It's yeah, the Heat Sixers is to me almost unwatchable because it's so boring. And you add Joel Embiid into that mix, and then it becomes something totally different. Like, the Sixers have a chance. They can beat the Heat. It just changes the entire thing. So, I mean, it's a big deal for Vegas. It's a big deal for gambling. It's a big deal for the line. Everything. Everything is tied to whether Embiid big deal plays for- or not. Big deal for five dollar Friday, Steve. Are we playing tonight? I'm. I. It's my last. I. Man, I, I, I'm almost tempted to read the text. I said, "Boys, if I don't win tonight, I will not be playing Fanduel again until October. See you then." Wow, this is it. Yeah, Doc's is it. last stand. This is Doc's it. last dance. <laughs> this is it, dude. This is Doc's last dance. Wow, wow. And hey. I don't have Joel Embiid in my lineup, so I'm probably gonna lose. I think I'm changing everything around now. I'm gonna I'm gonna get him beat in there. I'm gonna have to go look at it now for sure. Yeah, I've been I've been in a horrendous DFS slump. By the way, it's been it's been tough. It's been tough Dude, out there. It's almost like a job. I mean, you do it for so long. It's like now it's like when is when is it when is it over? So yeah, I've I've gotten pretty slack about it. I, I, yeah, I know it's hard to believe. I I, I find it. I know you find it hard to believe that I could be lackadaisical about something, Matt. I do not that, care that about me. something, but it's it's it happens occasionally. This this coming from the man who I asked, "What did you do yesterday with no basketball?" and your eyes lit up. Oh man, it was glorious. It was one of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> That's not actually uh, what happened. I just had another Thursday. I just didn't stay up till five. Yeah, that's fair. Guess what? I see some. We've, I see someone. We finished our filibustering. And Jared is here. Wait, Jared talks more. Talk more? Oh no, is my microphone messed up again? Yeah, you yep. have the mic. You have the mic it glitch. Is. The dreaded mic glitch. You may have to. You may have to do the old leave and come back maneuver. Well, Steve, I mean, Jared's gonna be back in a minute. We're just gonna get started with this, okay? Let's let's talk about some of these free agents. Let's start with um, let's start in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving has a thirty-six million dollar player option. I don't really have a lot to to offer here. I mean, I think this is one where we're kind of expecting him to maybe sign an extension with the Nets. I don't know. I, ha- I haven't given this one a ton of thought. I'm not really imagining Kyrie Irving in another city or any changes there. It kind of feels like, as of now, the Nets probably would just run it back. Yeah. I, I Dude, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, I mean, can Kyrie and KD win together? You know, I don't really know, Matt. I, I know that I did not touch Kyrie Irving in any fantasy league last this past season I probably will not touch him in any fantasy league next season either I'm just not it's not a Kyrie guy I agree can you hear me normally yeah you're back you're back good all right Jared is here if you're hearing this on the podcast you may not even know that he was here but (laughs) he's here now he was here before with a little microphone issue, and now we're good. Jared, we were just talking about Kyrie and his 36 million player option. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this one. 
I was just saying to Steve, I kind of imagined Kyrie being in Brooklyn still. One way or the yeah, other. Yeah, he would pick that up, right? Why would he not pick that up? Or unless, I mean, unless there's an extension signed or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I He should be there. I mean, Kevin Durant didn't ask him to leave, so I, I mean, guess that he'll he'll be there still. So <laughs> Kevin Durant's going to allow General him manager, to return. <laughs> General manager Kevin Durant has asked him to stay. I, want, I do want to talk to you guys about Bruce Brown, who is a pretty interesting name in free agency. And we're just going alphabetically, by the way. So that's why we're on Brooklyn. The last two months of the season, as we know, 14.3 points, 5.8 rebounds, 3.6 assists, 1.3 steals, <laughs> 1.1 blocks, 1.03s. Jared, I'll pose this to you. Do you think Bruce... I mean, it feels like Bruce Brown is kind of living his best life in Brooklyn. And if he were to leave, I would almost be worried about you know a, a drop-off in production and efficiency. I mean, do we think that he can replicate those numbers even if he were to remain in Brooklyn? I mean, we're going to get Ben Simmons in there next year. Uh, I think that's going to take – I think that he'll be back. And he's – I don't know. Uh, I mean, he is young. He's 25. He he had a a pretty good year. I do not believe it, I guess. It feels like a Mike Miller kind of one-off situation. Mike Miller, nice. He had a great Steve, season once. Steve, are you? Where are you on Bruce Brown? As far as I, I kind of have always kind of liked Bruce Brown and feel like, I mean, if you look back at his stat lines, the blocks and the steals are always there. They're they were a little higher than normal this year, but they've always been there. The points, eight point eight last year, nine point oh this year are basically the same. The rebounds, he, he actually averaged more rebounds last year than he did this year. The assists are up a little bit. He's not a three-point shooter. Like His numbers really aren't that different this year from last year, so I don't even think this year was that big of an uh, aberration or whatever you want to call it. Like I think he's going to do it again next year, whether he's in Brooklyn or somewhere else. I mean, I think you kind of have to look at his second half stats because it's his second half where he was averaging 14.7, 5.8, 4 assists, 1.3 mm-hmm. steals, 1.1 triples, 1.1 blocks, and just 1.4 turnovers. So I think that's more so what Matt's getting at is can he yeah. can he get back to that? And I think that we're both saying no. <laughs> I mean, well, I would say it, it also depends on is he with the Nets and what did the Nets what else did the Nets do this offseason? Because Bruce Brown really took off when he was in the starting lineup. Right. And if if we have a similarly built Nets team and it looks like Bruce Brown is slated to start for that team, and if he's still there, they've invested a, a fair amount of money in him. In that case, I think I'm gonna feel fairly decent about it, even if I'm I'm taking some of those numbers off a little bit. I mean, he has a little room even to drop off from there as good as he was down the stretch. So yeah, but those numbers, keep, yeah, we gotta keep we're all skeptical to some degree. Joe Harris yeah. was out almost the entire year. Kyrie Irving with yeah. with the vaccination mm-hmm. stuff and all that. Kevin Durant was hurt a ton. Yeah. I mean, I don't think all three of those things and Ben Simmons, let's let's not forget Ben Simmons didn't play a game for that team either. So there's there's a lot, a lot that's gonna change going into next year, probably. So I mean, maybe Bruce Brown puts up the same numbers he's put up the last two years, but that 14 points and one point whatever triples is probably nonsense. Ben Simmons, by the way, had back surgery yesterday, so let's let's tap the brakes on you know Ben Simmons being a guarantee for 
for you know heavy minutes at the start well, of the season. Well, I mean, I, even if it's just Joe Harris, though, like that's that's a starter, you know. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, uh, before we move to the next team, I want to mention Nick Claxton, who's a restricted free agent. In the playoffs, average 10.5 points, 6.3 rebounds, 1.3 steals, 2.3 blocks, which would have us excited about him in Brooklyn or elsewhere. But what about the free throws, Jared? He went four for 22 from the free throw line in the playoffs, including a one for 11 game. I think that that's just kind of you get what you get with him. But I really I've always been a fan of Nick Claxton. It's just a matter of whether he can get minutes and whether he can start. And as you said, he'll is it restricted or unrestricted this I summer? I believe he's restricted. I haven't been down as restricted. Okay. So, no, no, no. I'm just looking at um, just the, the the numbers. I don't know. I kind of feel like he would be back in, in most cases. Like, why would Brooklyn just allow him to walk? They do have a need at center, and he fills mm-hmm. it. But if he is back in Brooklyn, is they, there, there's a lot going on there. I don't know. I don't know. It, it'll depend on how the roster is, it comes together, I suppose. I love Claxton and feel like at some point he's going to break out. And next year would make sense. What's he going into? Like his fourth fourth season, maybe? I, I feel like a Nick Claxton breakout is eventually coming. I don't fourth see season. why. I don't see why it wouldn't be happening. Uh Next year. I just want to read this tweet from Brian Lewis of the New York Post. He said, I spoke with several orthopedic specialists, Dr. Raul Shah and Dr. Neil Anand. Both said that Ben Simmons should be back fully within three months. So camp shouldn't be an issue. Three or four months. Really? You guys are haters, man. Like he had a herniated disc in his back that required surgery. He didn't play through that. And he'll be back in three to four months. Like this guy's a top like, 50 camp player. It's not an issue. No, no issue whatsoever. I mean, he's good to go. You can you can go to the bank, Jared. Spend three all your four money months, that, yeah. that Joe that uh Ben Simmons is good to go for training camp. No, no worries. Three to four months sounds reasonable. Training camp will come in about September. That's four months from now. I think that I mean, he'll be fine. I think I mean, he should be there. I, I'm, I'm good with that. But to say there's no issues with Ben Simmons and training camp when he hasn't played a basketball game in forever is is ludicrous. I mean, hey, I love the hate because I'm going to draft this guy probably in like good. the eighth round, good. it seems like, because he's a top 50, top 20 player if you no take kidding. away the three throws. You take John so, in the first round and then you get Ben Simmons in the second round. You're good to go, bro. No, that's what I'm saying that I'm going to get him in the eighth round <laughs> because of this hate. I think it's ridiculous. But I, anyways, I, I don't know why you're calling me a hater when I'm a little skeptical about when we might see him coming off, having, not having played in a year and coming off back surgery. That's the only place I'm at. I'm just don't. I, just I'm, don't I think I'm calling we're... Steve a hater. I don't know <laughs> well, you did say you guys are haters. So. I, it's like the dialogue. I think the general dialogue is very anti Ben Simmons. I think we've been honestly. I mean. I, I don't know. I, f- I would have to l- go back and listen to our podcast. I don't think we've been that hard on him. I think it's just like, when is he ever going to play again? Is kind of the question you know, on my mind. You know, I'll, I'll believe Ben Simmons being back when I see it. That's just where I am. You know, that's where I am too. That's all I'm saying. I, I just don't think we should be saying camp shouldn't be an issue. Dude, everything is an issue with Ben Simmons. <laughs> all right. We can't spend all day on the nets and we're going to, let's try to pick up the pace here because we have a lot of names to hit. Zach Levine is going to be a free agent this offseason. It was actually, interestingly, I was surprised to see 
overall, when you look at season over season from this year to last year, he was actually worse this year in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, made threes, and field goal percentage. And I think part of what's to blame there is the knee trouble he dealt with, I would guess, Mm -hmm. where he really started off great and then tailed off. I mean, either way, uh, does anyone care to... I mean, did anyone envision Zach Levine actually leaving Chicago for starters? I mean, I know we're skept- I, I know we're speculating, but I mean, th- that's just the starting point. I would guess that he would stay. Um, they have a good yeah. team that they put together, and and yeah. his season really did come apart once his knee started bothering him. Yeah. Um, who's to say that they couldn't go farther in the playoffs if they had a healthy Zach Levine and a healthy Lonzo Ball? So it, it would make sense for. From my perspective, for him to stay, that would make sense. But he'll be an unrestricted free agent. So, Yeah, I don't know if he's staying or going, but I think my days of, of drafting Zach Levine are probably winding down. I was always a, a Levine guy, but the knee, the knee problem is only going to get worse. And I think he's peaked. Okay. At 26? Uh, yeah, I, I, don't know. I don't know that I quite am that concerned about him. And I, I do think... Like the worst case scenario for him was still pretty good. My only real complaint about him would be the lack of steals, which is a little annoying for an elite fantasy guy and the lack of defensive stats overall. I think it was, what did he drop to? 0.6 steals and 0.3 blocks this year, down from 0.8 and 0.5 last year. I mean, that's getting that's getting a pretty big liability in defensive stats, but he's he's good. he's good elsewhere. I think you just have to draft him with eyes open about those defensive stats and know that you got to make him up elsewhere. And that he's coming off knee surgery, but it was yeah. an arthroscopic procedure, so uh, shouldn't be shouldn't be too too much of a recovery there. Miles Bridges of the Hornets is a restricted free agent, coming off a season where he averaged twenty point two points, seven point zero rebounds, three point eight assists, point nine steals, point eight blocks, one point nine threes. Steve, I think the only concerns here are he'll have definitely have a new coach, regardless of where he is. And he may have a new team. So that's not insignificant. I mean, I, I love Bridges, but that's a potential. I mean, there's a lot up in the air for this guy. Well, and I think he was in the ideal situation with Charlotte as far as playing power forwarded, not having any competition for the job. Uh, if he goes somewhere else, I think it's going to be a problem. And who knows if the new coach is going to love him as much as Borrego did. So, yeah, I'm a I'm, I'm a little concerned. Also, he sort of started off like incredible the first part of the season and then kind of faded um, the second half. So I, I have, I don't know. I'm, I, I will draft Miles Bridges next year, but I'm not, I'm not targeting him early. Can they afford to give him a max deal? Like they're, they're at 109 million without. Oh no, that's with his seven million on there. Well, let's assume they can. Um, I would assume that he would say he was fantastic this year. I would very much look forward to drafting him next season. He's just twenty-three years old. Uh, he should be even better next year. And he made it through eighty-one games. That is always something I like. And he was uh, flirting with top thirty value on the year. So that's not a guy I would hesitate to draft. I really liked what I saw from him. Not just the scoring, but the playmaking is what seriously impressed me if he could just get that 0.9 steals to one and 0.8 blocks to one i mean we're looking at a top 20 player no problem so uh that's a guy i'm very excited about drafting next season colin sexton of the Cavs is a restricted free agent as well only played in 11 games this year and during 
his when he was active, averaged around 20 points, four rebounds, two and a half assists, a steal, 1.33s, three and a half turnovers. He's 23 years old. This is kind of a strange one, Jared. Have you given this one much thought? It feels like Sexton is so far off our radar. Yeah. He's kind of he's like a what would you call him as a fantasy player? I mean, I wouldn't call him overrated. He's a guy who averaged 20 more than 24 points per game last season, but there's kind of some holes in his fantasy game. It's a lot of points, yeah. heavy production. So what are your thoughts on this guy? I've never been super into Sexton, and I felt like I made a mistake at the end of the season when he or the beginning of the season when he was like going off, then he got injured and it's like, okay, glad I dodged that bullet. But then they also brought in Karis LeVert with that trade. I just don't really see how he fits in the rotation. It seems like someone needs to go. Mm-hmm. And to me, it feels like if out of all the names we've mentioned thus far, I think Sexton might be the most likely guy to to head elsewhere. And I, I would actually like him a lot better on a different team where he's not having to try to fight for touches mm-hmm. with the likes of Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, right. uh, and Karis LeVert. Yeah, and I think Garland really came into his own when Sexton got out of the way. Yes. Uh, I, I agree with Jared. I think Sexton might be gone, especially, like you said, Karis LeVert coming in. There's not room for both of those guys. So, um, And Sexton, is, his contract works. So I, I think he's going to go elsewhere. I also think he's kind of one-dimensional, more scoring than fantasy for me. So I'm not, not Yeah. Huge. And huge Sexton guy. It was only 11 games, as I said, but the 2.6 assists was a big drop off. And I think maybe that coincides with Garland really coming into his own as like a yes. ball dominant guy for them. So like, like you guys said, mutually beneficial if Sexton potentially finds a new home for that backcourt in Dallas, Jalen Brunson will be a free agent. Steve, it seems like the Mavs want to keep this guy, but we also know, I think we've heard reports that the Knicks are planning to throw a big bag of money at Jalen Brunson, who averaged 16.3 points, 3.9 rebounds, 4.8 assists, 0.8 steals, 1.23. Steve, you're the Dallas Mavericks insider here. What are your thoughts? I've got a Mavericks hat on right now, man. Um, well, yeah, the Knicks are going to throw a big bag of money at Jalen Brunson. And before these playoffs started, before the this last quarter of the season happened, they Dallas thought they were going to bring Jalen Brunson back for – you know, reasonable money. But now I think he's about to get paid big money. I don't know if Dallas can keep him. I don't know if he even wants to stay with Luca manning his point guard spot, even though Brunson's been able to, to do plenty, even with Luca there. Um, Brunson's going to, he's probably going to go somewhere and become a star and be a point guard. Yeah. I agree with all of that. Um, and and just looking at Dallas's roster for next year, they're already at 151 million without Jalen Brunson. Uh, and that's because they forked out a lot of cash to Dorian Finney Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reggie Bullock's gonna make 10 million next year. Davis Bertans, he's gonna make 16 million next year. Dwight Powell, 11 million. Uh, it, it, THJ, 19 million. Dinwiddie, 18 million. There's just not room to give this guy a max deal under the current construction of the roster, which is unfortunate for Dallas because he's taken a huge leap, uh, particularly during this postseason. But I I just don't they need to either trade someone if they're going to keep him. I guess I, I would kind of I think I'm into him no matter what, actually, with how with how impressive he's been. 
in Dallas in a crowded rotation. Like if he's if he heads to New York and he's the starting point guard there, I, I am highly interested in in taking a, wherever he happens where where his draft stock is. Like where do we think he will he'll be drafted next year? I, I don't know where he's going to be drafted in fantasy, but I do know that Dallas at this point has to be thinking we've got to find a way to keep Jalen Brunson because yeah. you take him off that Mavericks team and they're they're not, probably not getting out of the first round and. Even with him on the team, they they haven't really competed in these two games in the second round. So it, yeah. they need him badly next year. But, I, I mean, fantasy purposes, I think without knowing where he's going and what his role is going to be, I mean, I think if, if everything stays the same as, as it is right now, I think he's probably like a fifth-round fifth, fifth round guy. If he goes mm-hmm. to New York and starts at point guard for them, I mean, he's a second-round player. Oof. That would Whoa, be – baby. That's a – that's a take. I mean, I would, I would, I, I actually wouldn't be shocked, but that would be actually wonderful to see if you could just I'm, put I'm, up a t- top twenty season all of a sudden. I think in New York. I'm, that would be incredible. I think I'm there in the fifth or sixth or something like that. His lack of steals still would be, and and he's not. I don't know. Sure, in a different situation, his the volume's going to go up. The assists would go up. You know, I just don't know how high it was he was crushing with luca out for sure but i just don't know how high the fantasy ceiling is in terms of steals and dimes mm-hmm. that would be my question That's about fair. brunson the pacers have a couple interesting free agents and we don't need to spend a lot of time on them because they're veterans coming off of injuries but i just want to mention ricky rubio who was really good in 34 games this year before his season ended due to an acl injury 13.1 points 4.1 rebounds 6.6 assists 1.4 steals 1.73s and TJ Warren, who by the way turns yeah. 29 this fall and has played four games since <laughs> August of 2020. Uh, Jared, like, is Warren just, I mean, is the Warren, what, what I, I feel like we've totally <laughs> forgotten about this guy, but he was really like, he was so good in the bubble. That feels like so long ago now. Yeah. He's, he's about to be 29. Any oh, thoughts? no. <laughs> I did not know how old he was. Yikes. I, I think he's basically going to have to sign a one-year show-me deal. That's mm-hmm. what I see happening. I don't think it's in Indiana. Um, he essentially, the previous season, he underwent that surgery like mid-season because he literally didn't want to play for the coach. And then this year with, with Rick Carlisle there, I mean, he sat out the entire year, which was weird. Uh, I forget. I even forget what his injury is. It, it was a plantar facial terror, something with his foot. Um, He's been foot, yeah. The amount of time he's missed is insane. I don't see him getting a lot of attention as a free agent. But all that said, I do think he's a guy who, because he's been out so long, um, you can probably get him pretty late in drafts. And he's a player who, as we've seen, when he does happen to show up for the court, is capable of putting up top 50 numbers. So would I be willing to take a flyer on him? Yes, I would. Would I reach? Certainly not. Do I think he'll be in Indiana? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you might look at him with your last pick, but that that's about it at this point. Until he, he needs to sign that one-year show-me deal uh, for us as well, not just whoever he's going <laughs> to yeah. play for. Right. The... The Grizzlies have a couple interesting free agents to be, and that's Kyle Anderson and Tyus Jones. And I just want to quickly tell you guys about their per 36-minute numbers because I, I think slow-mo kind of 
obviously last year was pretty solid in fantasy. This year was a different story with his playing time down. But per 36 this year, he was 12.6 points, nearly nine rebounds, four and a half assists, 1.9 steals, 1.1 blocks, 0.93s. There's a still a very good fantasy player there in the right situation. And same deal for Tyus Jones, who per 36 minutes was 14.7 points, four rebounds, seven and a half assists, a steal and a half, and almost two threes per 36 minutes. So, Steve, I mean... In the right situation, either of these guys becomes really interesting, but it's a total hypothetical at this point. Uh, you're exactly right, Matt. Um, I, I'm a, I've always been a slow mo fan. I did I stayed away from him this year and let other people draft him, and I'm kind of glad I did. I don't think he really lived up to what people thought they were drafting uh, when they took him. Um, but he's an important piece of of what Memphis does. Uh, but he's. Uh, he, I, I'd like to see him in more of a featured role, uh, either in Memphis or somewhere else. Yeah, uh, but I'm not very interested in Kyle Anderson at all. I think he'd have to land in an extremely favorable situation, and that's yeah. not in Memphis. Tyus Jones, I, I'm a huge fan of. Um, but just looking through the depth charts around the league, there's just not a yeah. lot of teams that need a point guard. I, I just don't see anywhere where he could start. I don't even know if I think his role in the NBA is being a backup who's really good when he gets spot starts. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't, you know, if, if, if he finds himself in a situation where he's able to start, great. I would be extremely interested in drafting him. He, he gives uh, elite assists and steals numbers with very minimal turnovers. But I just I think he's a backup in the NBA. I think that's the reality of who he is as a player. Well, that's kind of possibly what Kyle Anderson is developing into. Also, I guess just the point with both of these guys, you know, watch what happens if either guy, you know, gets a bunch of money thrown at him to where he's going to be guaranteed 30 plus minutes, then both guys kind of will be rising up draft boards. We have more to hit. First, we want to take a quick break. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And this is just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play. And you have a shot to win thousands by predicting what will happen in the NBA playoffs, Premier League, on the PGA Tour, and NASCAR circuit. 
All right, we've just got a handful of names left to hit here. And let's go to Miami, Steve, where Victor Oladipo, <laughs> off of seemingly being out forever, has shown some things in the playoffs. Is is Oladipo? I mean, I, I don't know what is his reality is going to be in free agency. I don't know. Is, is there a divide? I think I, when I was searching Oladipo, I saw some reports that he feels like he needs a max contract which oh my was, god <laughs> i gotta double check that while you guys are talking but i did a double take at that but steve like is this guy kind of putting himself back on your fantasy radar in the right situation after being gone for so long it's interesting that he wants a max contract because my buddy zach was sitting in the reclining chair next to me the night before last we were watching luka Doncic play basketball and he was like man didn't Victor Oladipo used to be like really, really good? Like, and then he just he got hurt and then he never really came back. I'm like, yeah, that's that sums it all up. And um, <laughs> he's playing pretty well, he's kind of playing a big role for the Heat right now, which is good to see. And it's promising for him going into next season. But like the days of, of you targeting Victor Oladipo you know, in the fourth round for your fantasy team are, are just, I just think they're gone. He's had too many injuries. Yeah. And let me, Jared, before you jump in, let me just say, I'm not, I'm not positive about that thing that I said about a max deal, but just in looking around, I mean, for example, you know, he turned down a two year, $45 million extension from the Rockets in 2021. So just, he does seem to be a guy who, you know, his value and what, what he thinks and what the league think may not quite line up. Go ahead. And there was also a reporting of when he was in Indiana, like literally talking to opposing teams and being like, hey, I'd like to play with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's great that he's back and he's playing well. Mm -hmm. um, let's see him do it for an entire season until mm -hmm. I even think about targeting him because it's been four years. It's not that he keeps getting hurt. It's the same injury over and over and over again. That's incredibly concerning. So, I mean, it was nice to see him put up that 40 spot in the regular season finale. It's nice to see that he's yeah. even capable of doing that. Do I think he's capable of playing in even close to 70 games? I don't. I don't. So, you know, maybe he finds himself in a nice situation where he yeah. kind of has like a nice start like Colin Sexton and then fades like Colin Sexton because he can't play in that many games. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he's clearly still got something left. He's shown in the playoffs when healthy. Yeah, he's been impressive. He's he's passed the eye test and all that. I don't think we need to spend any time really on Bobby Portis unless you guys speaking, really feel strongly. Speaking what's, of what's speaking of eye test, crazy eyes himself. He he has a four point five million player option. I mean, I imagine that's probably getting declined, and they, they'll yeah. probably work something out in Milwaukee. Is that what you're imagining, Jared? Yeah, I mean, maybe someone could steal him away. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, he he has I, taken know, less money over the past couple of years. So yeah. Yeah, it's just when you see a guy who had a season as good as he did and you see that his salary for next year is a 4.5 million player option, it sets off a little bit of an alarm like, oh, this could, this could get interesting this offseason. So yeah. that, that's one to watch, if nothing else. The New York Knicks, Mitchell Robinson is a free agent and actually played 72 games this season, which I believe is a career high, around 8.5 points, 8.5 rebounds, 0.8 steals, 1.8 blocks. It's funny because I think with Mitchell Robinson – this is a guy who early on in his career, we thought, man, this guy might have a huge fantasy ceiling. I think we're kind of starting to see that maybe he's just serviceable and mm -hmm. solid, and that's fine. I, I'm not sure whether the Knicks plan to like throw a bunch of money at this guy. They shouldn't. But... <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't. I, I mean, 
it, it's just he's he's kind of ended up in a weird place. I mean, there just aren't a lot of like eight point eight rebound, two blocks, big man in the NBA these days. You know, it's kind of like he's like the modern day Dale Davis or something. I, I don't know what to make of Mitchell Robinson's place in the NBA when it comes to like a future contract. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've never quite been on the Mitchell Robinson bandwagon. I used to call him fake top 50. Um, he's, I think he was fake top 85 this year. Um, his, all, his entire value is pretty much derived from a very high field goal percentage and uh, a, a lot of blocks. blocks. But yeah. not like 1.8 isn't even that impressive to me. And if I, I don't necessarily think he's even a starter in the NBA. I think he's a, he's a good backup. So I have no interest in him next year. And if the Knicks want to be a competitive team, I think that they should let him walk. That would be my assessment. So Jared loves Mitchell Robinson. Steve, where are you on this guy? <laughs> I was on the Mitchell Robinson bandwagon, but I, I've since hopped off and have moved all of my funds over to the Time Lord bandwagon. Okay, I, I don't smart move. Enough, I don't have enough time for two block shot or uh, shot blocking big men bandwagon so i i'm all in on the time lord i'm saying i'm i'm with you i mean mitchell robinson i i think he's probably peaked <laughs> yes strange it's been a strange it's been a strange ride but I'll, I'll certainly be watching where he goes but i just don't think he's not a guy who regardless of where he goes i guess to, to what i said earlier i don't imagine him you know, vaulting to a much higher ceiling than what we saw with the Knicks. I think his ceiling is about 10 and 8 in a couple blocks mm-hmm. until proven otherwise. Not true for Mo Bamba, though, of the Orlando Magic, a restricted free nice. agent who averaged 10.6 points, 8.1 rebounds, 1.7 blocks, 1.5 threes. He's almost 24. Conversely to Mitchell Robinson, as I said, it feels like there is much more ceiling here potentially, yeah. Jared. Would you like to see Mo Bamba stay with the Magic or would you like to see him fly elsewhere? I would like to see him go. I don't think that the Magic would let him walk. I mean, they can match any offer he receives. Mm-hmm. The The thing that I'm nervous about is he was great on the, on the big picture, but he had these like kind of month long stretches of very, very mediocre lines. And, you know, when he's not blocking shots at an incredible rate, he's, he's not doing much for you. Um, and I'm nervous about the fact that this incoming draft class is very bigs heavy Orlando's going to have a lottery pick and we're also maybe going to see this man Jonathan Isak next year. Mm, I'm not sure familiar. if I, I don't know if he's an NBA, NBA player, but apparently he is and he kind of plays the same position because if you get him in there then you got to move Wendell Carter to the 5. I don't know, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about next year in Orlando. But uh, I do French, love him a as French a player. player. That that French player that you meant, mentioned, uh, Jonathan Isak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Mo Bamba is probably needs to go somewhere else. But uh, man, he, he's he's the, one of those guys that's so he's capable of having those monster games. You know, like seven threes and five blocks. But they happen once in a blue moon, and he's right. otherwise fairly unreliable. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a turbulent ride. I'll give you guys that. Hey, Matt, just, I'm going to let you and Jared run down the rest of this. I got to I gotta run outside for a second. I got something going you on. You coming back? You done? Uh, yeah, I'll be back if you guys are still here. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you, Steve. It's been fun. By the way, Jonathan Isaac is the 
clubhouse leader in the last time we saw this guy was because January of 2020. Crazy. Yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely insane how long he's oh, wait, been out. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. He played two games in August. Sorry. If we're counting that. <laughs> okay. Two games in August of 2020. Two games yeah. since January of 2020. Man. Okay. For uh, DeAndre ACL. Ayton. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton's a restricted free agent. Jared, I'm, I'm not really... Steve's not here. We got to take his camera. I mean, we got, we don't need to look. I like his attic, but we don't need to be staring at it. <laughs> well, can you see Deion? I don't, it, it seems like the Suns with, with how far they've gone in the playoffs this year and last year, he's a, he's a core piece. They're not going to let yeah. him get away. Right. Absolutely not. I mean, I think that's one of the easiest ones out there. Give him yeah. max <clears throat> end of discussion. He's a top deal. 50 guy. Done deal. Real top 50. He's real top 50. <laughs> Not fake. Yes. Top 50. Yes. Not fake. Talk fifty. He actually does it. I, I, I would like to see Jared while we're talking about his fantasy value. Is it too much to ask for more than the point seven blocks he got this year? Next year, can we <laughs> can we work on that number? That's a disappointment. I, w- I would like to see him work on that number. I'm not sure that's what we're gonna see. <laughs> um, it's just it's not quite been. I mean, he he was at one point five his sophomore year. So. Yeah, and one point two last year and then one point and then point seven this year that's the that is direction. a precipitous drop off that's that's weird his minutes did him. marginally go down but huh i well, mean he'll be 24 next year i mean it's not like he's peaked so maybe yeah. he can man you'd like one block per game from your starting center <laughs> you least. really would a you maximum really would. contract player you yeah truly Truly would. And by the way, what a segue to the next guy we're going to talk about, Yusuf Nurkic of the Portland Trailblazers. He's a free agent at age 27. First of all, injuries are taking a huge toll here. The last three seasons, he's played 8, 37, and 56 games. He also, to the point we're just talking about DeAndre Ayton, had just 0.6 blocks this year. Yeah, weird. So weird. It was a weird one. I mean, I think you could ease. I think it picked up later in the year, if I'm remembering correctly. Kind of. A little bit. Kind of. Anyways... It just feels to me, and maybe I'm telling myself a story, but it, it feels a little bit like Nurkic's freakish ceiling is is fading ever so slightly. Do you feel that way? I do, but I, I don't know how much this year it was the coaching change and injuries kind of messing him up because he should be in his NBA prime. He has had a lot of injuries. Like, it's fair to call him injury prone. And... Uh, you know, Portland, it's not working out. So it doesn't make a ton of sense for them to, you know, retain him. But then it's it's a similar situation where you kind of look around the league. Okay, who needs a center? I mean, maybe if like he went to the Spurs, that could be a good situation for him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's kind of hard to project value without all I all I really could say is I, I, I don't suspect that he would be back in Portland next season. I'm not sure how inclined I'd be to draft him next year with how disappointing he was this year. I guess it would be a a really steep discount, right? Like, I guess round eight, I couldn't really pass it up. But man, just just a a lot to not like with Yusuf Nurkic, unfortunately. You know, if, if, if he was healthy, it would be a completely different story, but he just hasn't been. Steve, you're back. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have Uh, have any thoughts about Nurkic? uh, Not really. I I avoided him. I I don't know that I've ever drafted him. And there there was a time like three years ago at the end of the season when he was just going off. And I was like, man, he's going to be awesome for years to come. And it just hasn't. It just hasn't worked out. Yeah. 
Well, Steve, I know I'm glad you made it back for this one because Anthony yes. Simons is also a restricted free agent. And I was thinking to myself this morning that you might try to sign him yourself, Steve. You may try to raise up some money to sign <laughs> Anthony Simons. The last two months before his season ended, 23.4 points, 5.8 assists, 0.7 steals, 4.4 threes. I don't know. We, you know, we talked about where could he go. That's a perfect situation. What what are we imagining for Simons? Is he? I I I don't know, Steve. What are your thoughts? This is your guy this year. You know, if the Knicks swing and miss on Jalen Brunson, I think Anthony Simons would be a a decent uh, alternative there. So, and I I don't think Anthony Simons, after what he got to taste this year, wants to be Damian Lillard's, you know, little backup guy forever. So. Um, I could see Simon's working his way out of Portland. I don't know how I feel about Simon. I f- it feels a little bit like a Reggie Jackson situation here. Um, he was incredible when Dame was out. Doesn't play a lot of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure he can be the starting point guard on a winning team because he certainly wasn't this year. He did put up a lot of stats. Those stats came with L's. Like Steve said, I mean, if if he winds up in New York or maybe Washington or something, that would be an ideal spot for him, and he could be a great yeah. fantasy player. I'm just, I don't, like in terms of of winning games, I don't think he's that guy. Well, and it's important to remember, like he was he was a guy that I loved so much last year because you could pick him up off the waiver wire, literally, and yeah, insert him into your fantasy lineup, and he really didn't even miss hardly a beat, you know, with mm-hmm. with who he was replacing, but. You know, to to have to spend a, a a draft pick on him and invest in him is a totally different thing. That's yeah. a good way of putting it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And Washington really is that other the, the other team that comes to mind when you think of point guard, free agent point guard landing spots. You know, yeah, that would be it. And for for the aforementioned Tyus Jones as well. Let's, can we get the Wizards to just throw a bunch of money at Tyus Jones? That would be wonderful, ask? actually. <laughs> I think that could work. For fantasy purposes, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Let's just put that out there. Dante DiVincenzo of the Kings, a restricted free agent in 25 games with Sacramento, 10.3 points, 4.4 rebounds, 3.6 assists, 1.5 steals, 2.1 threes. Only shot 36% from the floor, so that's not good. But did show kind of that fun, well-rounded, all-around fantasy game. Is this guy... Someone you're excited about heading to next year, Jared? Potentially, in theory, in a vacuum. I guess in a vacuum. Let's let's see where he winds up. I don't know. I, he I, he gives me pause. How, how does Steve feel about Dante Divincenzo? Why well, Dante? I almost feel like we should let Matt talk about him because Matt loves Dante Divincenzo. <laughs> Matt, I think Matt's been talking about Dante Divincenzo for years. Uh, and if, in fact, I remember before this last season, he was like, "Steve, I got a feeling Dante DiVincenzo is like a super sleeper." Like that was great pick. The, not this season, ago. but the season two before. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. He's. I'm not a Dante DiVincenzo guy. I guess. Yeah, you guys don't like assist steals and threes. Yeah, he's a good handful of points and rebounds. <laughs> I, I, I hate. I like hate the. I don't like the threes. low volume of those numbers. <laughs> He's kind of a nice roster filler guy, though, in the right situation. You know, a nice uh, deeper league, nice player to have down in the utility spot. By the way, I'm going to bring in Jonas Nader right now because he was really into Dante DiVincenzo down the stretch. I think every waiver wire podcast uh, mentioned DiVincenzo. But anyways, it's just another another name on our radar, guys. Keep him in mind. If he's in a starting role next year, I will be 
interested in a last round pick in him. <laughs> Let's put him. All right. The last name I have on my list before I open it up to you guys, to anyone you want to mention before we go, is Chris Boucher. Okay. Yeah. Go. let's just dream let's just dream for a minute here his per 36 minutes took a hit this season but still pretty good per 36 16 points 10 and a half rebounds a steal 1.6 blocks 1.4 threes and by comparison this is a guy who once had a per 36 minutes of 5.3 blocks a few years ago so we kind of have come to expect more from boucher but i mean still that's the blueprint for a really good fantasy player in the right situation he is sneaky old he is on the sneaky old team steve i'm gonna let you have the first 29 year old chris boucher wow i didn't know he's what are 29. what are your hopes what are your hopes and dreams for him sneaky old 29 chris boucher my hopes and dreams for chris boucher remain intact even though nick nurse cannot stand him man i i want this guy to break out and play well and get minutes so bad and you know mm-hmm. he still he still has time to get it done like it's not over and you know christian wood went from obscurity to not Mm -hmm. obscurity pretty quickly when he got a new a new team and a new life so i would i hope boucher gets moved and goes somewhere where they will let him play i mean yeah i don't think there's I would be shocked if he returned to Toronto. Like, why would he return to a team that, with a coach that refuses to play him consistent minutes? So I think that that's a wrap in, in Toronto. He'd, and it, he's a guy where I don't even think he needs to land in a place where he's starting. This is a guy that as long as he's guaranteed 25 minutes off the bench, I'm extremely interested mm-hmm. because of his massive shot blocking upside. Is he going to be 30 next year or is he going to be 29 next year? Because I did not know that he was that old. I didn't either. Yeah, he is that old, guys. It's real. And I'm just going to tell (laughs) you here. And and honestly, the age thing, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but like that is, yeah, he'll turn 30 in January. That is my concern Hmm. because he's not, you don't typically, if you're a, a terrible team, you know, you mentioned the, the, Houston Rockets thing, you know, like a te- a bad team wants to make a splash and, and bring in a, an intriguing young guy, right? right? That right. would be the perfect spot right. for him. But he's going to be 30 next season. Yeah. So he's really more of like, oh, a contending team sees him as a piece mm-hmm. to their front court, a, a guy that age. Who's going to sign an almost 30-year-old to like a big free agent contract? So I feel yeah. like he's going to get more role player money, I would imagine. I think and, you're dead on, yeah. I, and, I do. And so... But but to your point, Jared, I mean, he in the right role, if he's a consistent role player, that's all we're asking. You know, it was the headaches. Yeah. 24 minutes a game, he's going to be need to be rostered in every fantasy league if that's consistent, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. He, do, he doesn't need to be a starter. Like, it, you know, it, it depends where he winds up. But I think that if he's just allowed to earn 25 minutes consistently we all know the upside that this guy has and uh yeah he's getting up there in age but 30 isn't over the hill just yet does is probably going to impact the contract he gets for sure but i think that he's basically an incredibly good sleeper candidate next year after an incredibly frustrating season this year well but he's been in he's been a you know really intriguing sleeper candidate every year 
And <laughs> true. And it's really <laughs> frustrating. Like at the very end of Toronto's playoff run, right before they got eliminated, they played Boucher a bunch yeah. of minutes and he put up some monster numbers, some yeah. monster fantasy line. It's just, I, I just, I mean, he, maybe he's a horrible practice player. Maybe his defense is just not non-existent, but man, mm-hmm. give the kid a try, a try somewhere else. I hope. Give yeah. the old kid a try. <laughs> and I give the old, 29. give the young for the world, old for the NBA kid. A shot. <laughs> give, give this young old man a shot. Poor man. But, before we go, anyone, obviously these aren't all of the free agents in the league. There's a lot more names we could have hit in theory, but you know, we've been going for 50 minutes at this point. Anyone you guys want to quickly hit before we go, any names that you would be upset if we did not discuss, we'll start with you, Jared. Uh, I mean, I, I was waiting for Chris Boucher. That's the one I was waiting for. Okay. Um, let's be I'll, honest. I'll we just, all were. <laughs> I'll just toss it out there that I'm a little bit intrigued to see where Dennis Schroeder winds up, but, um, uh-huh. he was, he was quite disappointing this year. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think Boucher is a good place to end this conversation. Although I missed the DeAndre Ayton talk, and after his disappearing act uh, the other night, costing me DFS money, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. One, I'm out on one playoff game, and Stock is out. Tough. <laughs> Fourteen Tough. minutes, yeah. twelve fouls, seven points. <laughs> Get out of here. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. All right. Well. Hope this was enjoyable for all of you listening. That is going to do it for us on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. We're going to be back on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of next week. We're looking forward to basketball on Friday night after a grueling day off for some of us. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live. Jared, Steve, thanks to both of you guys. Enjoyed it. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Adios. Y'all. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.